ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Walk Show podcast, where we talk about the walk of life. This is your host, Walker Near. Thank you so much for tuning in. On today's episode, we've got Nate White, who's a musician uh, that's been playing for a long time. He's been in a, a couple of different bands and now has moved on to his own solo project that, that he's got kind of a unique spin on. Um, and yeah, just a really cool guy. He's friends with Corey Johnson, who is on another episode of the walk show called mercenary trumpet player and uh and yeah i kind of came into contact with nate through through Corey, and and yeah i was really excited to have him on and i think you're really going to enjoy the show before we get to it i do want to mention my other podcast pick up your sticks which is co-hosted by me and brett lindley pick up your sticks is a podcast about why gaming matters uh, so we talk about video games but we, we try not to talk just about news and reviews, and instead we explore kind of our emotional connections to gaming and, and how it's shaped us and, uh, you know, recent things we've been playing. So there are some some current events in there, if you will, but uh, it kind of goes all over the place. So if you enjoy the long-form conversations of The Walk Show and you like video games, then Pick Up Your Sticks is right there for you. It's available on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you find The Walk Show, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, you will find both of my shows. Before we go on with today's show, I also want to thank Misha Zarens, who provides the music for The Walk Show. And on today's show, we've kind of got a mix of both some of Misha's music, and then Nate White was also kind enough to, to lend us some of his music as well. So you'll you'll hear a variety today. Um, either way, like I said, really excited to get on with this interview. Stick around at the end of the episode. I will be featuring one of the tracks off of Nate White's new album, uh, there's vocals in it, so it, it's it's kind of harder to put it under the, the, the conversation like I do normally throughout the episode. So we're going to have it there at the end for you. Uh, but yeah, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Walk Show podcast, Nate White. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, you bet, buddy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, for sure. So uh, you and I were actually, we actually have a mutual friend, Corey Johnson, who is a former guest on uh, on the Walk Show podcast. He's a, I, I labeled him a mercenary trumpet player. Because oh, he, he is. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, we, we can just start there, I guess. How, how do you know, how do you know Corey? Oh, up. Man, I, I moved here from Sandusky, Ohio, uh, back in like 87. And um, we went to Jarrett Junior High. Nice. <laughs> yeah, here in Springfield. And, and that was the first time I met him. And we played football together and we're best friends and growing up. And, and he kind of, you know, went to uh, SMS at the time and, 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 you know, went to college. And I played baseball at a, at a junior college and then came back and played baseball at, at Evangel from 96 to 98 and uh kind of what we kind of like not separated but you know um lived our own lives for a little bit you know and uh sure. and then i uh was in a band called avarice uh for a while and um stuff like that uh and he got married and and, and had two beautiful daughters and and i eventually did the same but much, <laughs> much later <laughs> sure and uh and and we recently just got back in touch since um, uh, the band I was in um, after Avarice was Brand of Freak, and we uh, worked with Jim Wirt and 
and uh, he produced, helped produce uh, our last album we did before we disbanded. But after we disbanded, I decided to work on this project. I had a whole bunch of music on my brain, so I decided to uh, buy all the gear and lay it down. And Corey was one of the first people I called because I, uh, I don't know these. You know, I did three different albums, and they're all three different different genres and different feels and and um and he really helped he's actually on the heavy album as well i uh i think he played the song off of princess superhero my upcoming EP or whatever and um mm-hmm. uh it's song track seven called brown sugar and it's mm-hmm. it's yep. literally just a, a bass a guitar and, and trumpet and man he uh, he's amazing he really is i love working with that guy yeah, yeah, Corey's a really a really generous guy, uh really really nice guy and just I don't know, just uh, one of the best people I've ever met. Yes, yes. Um he actually he did a show a couple of years ago now and uh I used to dabble in stand-up comedy uh at an amateur level only. <laughs> um <laughs> but I'd talked to Corey about it at one point. We worked together at, at the day job and uh Anyway, and he actually invited me to come and, and MC for his his band for a show that they were playing one night, and so I showed up and got to do a little bit of comedy and, and introduce the band and everything, and just a really really cool guy and a really fun time. So whenever whenever he, you had reached out to me, I, I was like, well, anyone that's cool with Corey's cool with me because I mean, if that dude vouches for someone, it's got to be <laughs> it's right. got to be all good, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's that kind of guy. He is. Yeah. So the reason that that we're really talking today uh, for to some extent is to introduce you to the listeners and everything, but you've got a new album that's getting ready to come out here in the, in the short term. Correct. Um, and, but you had said that you have several albums. Um, I, I, I do. I do. Yeah. It's, it's, but the other two are, are, are kind of uh, secretly put in my back pocket for a minute. You know, I'm, we're really concentrating on the princess superhero and see what, we'll, see what happens with it. I've got uh <laughs> I've got so much music, man. It trippy shit to uh, <laughs> to to explain it all, but um, but yeah, the, the yeah, the reason I'm I, I really reached out to you is because I'm I'm putting um a a, a new album out. Uh, planned on releasing or sorry, releasing it um probably in June or July. I really wanted it to be this spring, but um there were some setbacks and whatnot. But I'm going to release it on um. A lot of you might know DJP, mm-hmm. uh, Danny, man, he, I love that guy. And he, he had listened um, to a couple of the tracks I put out and, and we got together and, and, and uh, so I'm going to release it on his label called Hoodstrong Entertainment. Cool. And, and uh, you know, it should be out. Actually, the, the, the lacquer uh, plates were made this last weekend. So they're getting shipped to Nashville and um, get some test presses back. Hopefully, it won't take an awful long time to get the real deal in the hands, you know? Sure, sure. So, yeah, well, and I know that you had talked about, and I don't know, you know, if the details on this are finalized or, or whatever, but are you looking at doing, like, a launch party kind of event for the album as well when it comes out? I was thinking brunch. Okay. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, no, I uh, I, I plan on having a, a vinyl release you know, uh, show and have all of my closest friends that are uh, come and play. Uh, the the deal with that album and and, and all all of the music that I do. Um, like I said, I was in Avarice for 
eight years, I think, you know, from mm-hmm. 96 to 2004. And then I was in Brand of Freak for a long time. And I was, you know, like I said, we worked with Jim Work, who's an amazing producer. He produced Incubus, Fiona Apple. Uh, wow. Goes, this goes on and on. But uh, he's an amazing person. He really is. Uh, when I first met him, I, I knew uh, that he was he was also kind of like Corey, very genuine human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he, he's actually the one who inspired me to keep going after Brandon Freak broke up. Um, and to not that was your second band, uh, is that correct? Correct, yes. Okay. And um, so the idea of this album was, in all of these albums, was to work with people that have shown me, taught me how to play an instrument. I, I played quite a few, um, but the, the point being is that I wrote all this music and I wanted to work with people that I loved, that I respected, that um, I shared the stage with, that showed me things. And so on the combined, I, I worked with over 33 people. I think it's 34, but I'd have to recheck. But yeah, it's it's 30, 30 plus musicians on these three albums. On, for instance, Princess Superhero, you know, I play rhythm guitar on everything. I play bass um, on the one that you heard from Corey. Um, mm-hmm. And I brought these people in to to put their what you know their two cents in, mm-hmm. you know, into what I wrote already and structured and everything. And it's it's amazing to me to work with to do that instead of a band where you have like four big heads and everybody's wants their head to be heard does that make sense too many um, cooks in the kitchen kind of thing correct you know yeah it's a one-ass kitchen i got a big ass so you know what yeah I mean? <laughs> so um <laughs> but but anyway what, what what i learned about working with all these people is when you don't when you're in a band, you know, you're like, oh, we're going to write an album. We're going to write 12 songs. We're going to go on tour. We're going to do this. You're going to play those 12 songs until you're so sick of those 12 songs that you want to puke. So when you work with different people and all they got to do is play one or two or three songs, they are more, you capture more of their musical soul because I would bring people in, let them listen to everything I had and whichever one they liked the best. I was like, which one would you really want to do something on? You know, they're like, they give me the name. Oh, I'd really like to do this or this and this. And I'm like, sweet. That way they're looking forward to, man, this song's really cool. I want to see what I can do with it. You know what I mean? Rather than, um, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think being in a band is totally different than working with a bunch of professionals, musicians. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. You know, you're not wasting time at practice. You're not doing anything. No, people come in and we, we get shit done. So um, that's the, the, the way that this premise of the, these albums and what I like would like to do for the rest of my life is, is, you know, that rather than be, no offense, there are some awesome bands. There really are. But I think people get too big a heads. I'd rather, and like this, like with, I think, um, we're, we're actually doing a show April 17th at the Outland Ballroom with some, it's a, such a great lineup. We got Grindstone Creek from St. Joe, Missouri. Uh, we have Elijah. Um, 
the Mike Evans, he's he's incredible. He he's living in Oklahoma City, so they're going to be traveling to come here. And then we've got a uh, Dirty Molly and Boda, some of the best things. So, but the point being is that we're going as Hippie Death Squad, which is my band. It's I, I see it as as a like like a basketball team where you got your starting five, but then sure. you, have, you have alternates. So if you book shows, people can fill in and here and you, you you know what I mean. So the people that are in the band, Hippie Death Squad. They they did in some way, shape, or form help me in this project, but they didn't write everything that they're playing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what it kind of reminds me of, and I, not to, not to directly compare the musical styles, and, and no, I, I get you. Either of these artists, but um, it kind of reminds me of like Trent Reznor and his apo- approach with Nine Inch Nails, where he writes the music and then brings in musicians to play live, right? Um, or like a Perfect Circle. Um, most of that is from Billy Howardell. Right. Yeah. Like guitar tech for tool. Yep. They've had a ton of different people. I mean, Maynard's been kind of a staple as a vocalist and, and Howardell's always there playing guitar, but right. I think they've changed everything else out multiple times throughout the years. Um, and I think the music is largely Howardell's brainchild. I mean, I, obviously I have no idea what level of improvisation goes on, you know, <laughs> once the other people get in the room, but right. Uh, but so is it kind of similar to that? Is that is that a fair comparison? Or yeah, for sure. No, that's exactly what it is. It's it's a uh, uh, just man. I don't know. I found so much joy really in, in yeah. um, bringing all of these people who've been in my life, who've influenced me in some way in music, um, to get their 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 brain on it. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, I think it it is so much better. To, to to work with like this at least this is how i'm gonna work so um you know you know you take the next step where you know you work with the next you know the follow-up album would be working with a new set of musicians you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying not the same people that i worked with on the first album you know you, you just expand and grow as the product expand grows yeah no i mean it, it sounds interesting and i th- i mean I, what you're saying about um, you know, the, the dynamics of a band and where the challenges of that come from, that makes a lot of sense. I think, um, I think I've seen that just with friends that I've had that have tried to start bands where, you know, maybe one or two people are in it because they're really inspired by the music and maybe, you know, the other one or two are in it because they're, they're more about the scene, right. right. And they're not wanting to, to go hang out at the club and, and be on stage and, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just a different it's different interests, right? They, so, well, yeah, some people are in it to be, they, they, they think they're rock stars before they are. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, well, so that, yeah, that's, in, so the guy who makes my music for, for the walk show uh, is a, a longtime friend of mine, known him since high school, similar to, to you and Corey. Um, but it, it same, he's, he's the same way. He writes all of his music, you know, himself now he hasn't performed any of it live, really, so he hasn't had to. He hasn't really gone that extra step that you have, where he's bringing in other people to maybe imp- improvise and collaborate a little bit on what he's got. Right. Uh, but yeah, he really, he really gets a lot of pleasure out of that process as well. And he's similar to yourself, where he plays a, a lot of different instruments. I don't have any musical talent whatsoever. I played handbells <laughs> at the Lutheran Junior High School I Dude, went to. I'm really looking. Seriously, I'm looking for a handbell guy. For, <laughs> I, I wrote this song. Not, not too long ago. And that would, I think it fit perfect. We should do something. <laughs> so all I remember is that you like, you ring it and then you have to, you have to put it back up against your chest to like dead. Right. To mute. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. 
that work. <laughs> Those are beautiful instruments, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think they put me in it because I, I, I can't sing and I'm loud. And so... you could, you, you were the low one, right? Where you, you, you held the heavy ones, right? The right, big ones. Correct. Yeah. That's why you were there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> I remember. I just remember being in choir and then being like, you know, I think you would be really good at handbells, and I was like. <laughs> But later in life, I realized that it probably wasn't flattery that they were shooting for. But, you know, good on them for, for spinning it that way. Yes, good on uh, them. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, anymore, I, growing up, music was 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 so much more put into like buckets. Um, and it, and like, I, I mean, I remember in high school, I didn't, which I graduated in, in 2002 just for, for context, but. I didn't know how to find music if it wasn't on the radio or on MTV or, you know, I just, I didn't know. I would show up at a music shop and sometimes just buy a CD based on the album artwork because I didn't know what else to go off of, you know? Yep. And uh, really bad luck with that, by the way. That's not (laughs) (laughs) anyone serious. Um, But now it's so different. And, and there's, I mean, there's so many ways to discover music and there's so many ways to, for music to get out there. Um, but it's also genres, I think, are, are so much more on the one hand, you could say there's more, but there's almost just so much more blending now. But what I mean, how would you and I because I don't want to unfairly classify it, How would you describe the music that, that you're putting out on this on this latest album that you've, you're getting ready to release? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't well, Honestly, um, it's heavy, you know, heavy, heavy Southern rock, heavy rock. I, I yeah. Uh, you explain it. You listen to it. I, 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 well, and, and that's that's what I was going to say. Is I mean, so I would say that you know, obviously, yeah, heavy rock, um, heavy southern rock is a good is a good one as well. There's there's some parts of it where it kind of goes towards like a a metal kind of right. vibe, at least you know, to the layman. Um, I don't. Again, I, I don't want to overextend, but I I I want to say like it kind of. And I don't listen to a lot of metal anymore. I used to, right. Uh, so my references are are dated, but it kind of, like there were some sections of it that kind of reminded me of like a Soulfly. I don't, are you familiar with Soulfly at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I dig Soulfly. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, but the, and the reason being Cavalera, right? Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, River. yeah. Back I've got, to the. I've got stories about Soulfly, but I won't go into them. Oh, oh, well, that's what the show's about. Um, but no, man. So, it, well, and the reason I say that is because Soulfly has some, I mean, there's some parts of the songs and, and it's, it's, it's not track to track. It's within each song. There's a lot of diversity. And I, and that's what I found with, with the, the tracks that you had given me to sample as well is it, you know, there might be a section in the song that's, that you would classify as heavy where the vocals are really heavy and it's really intense, but then it breaks back out into like some really, you know, beautiful frankly vocals and and like the music is not as intense you know what i mean and so you get this this whole experience you know just just within each track and 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 that's what soulfly i think kind of had some of that and some of their music as well for sure so yeah it kind of kind of reminded me of that um that's a badass compliment actually (laughs) well good well i'm i'm glad
so, you know, all that being said, um, you know, to, to kind of introduce the audience to you a little more, what, what kind of music did you grow up listening to? What kind of music Dude, did you here, here, did? Here's the funny thing. Yeah, if I, if I tell you the truth, you, nobody's going to believe me. But, <laughs> okay, so um, I grew up in a very Christian home. Um, okay. I, I, I didn't smoke a cigarette till I was 18. I didn't touch a drink till my senior prom, which... You know, uh, it is what it is. I just uh, wasn't allowed in our house. Um, it was, dude, I tell you what, man, we used to go to these Wednesday. We went to church all the time. So, <laughs> um, on Wednesdays, we'd go and they had this, uh, this four week, um, video watching. And it was called Hell's Bells and it was all about demonic bass back masking and, 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 and all this, you know, stuff of the secular music and blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> it was really um, enforced in our house not to to have secular music. So I didn't listen to shit. Sorry. No. But I didn't listen to, to, to shit until I bought... You know, my, I think my first album was Faith No More. Um, I'll give you like the first five. I went on a, like an album shopping spree when I was like a freshman in high school because my mom, my mom and dad got a divorce. So that's why I moved here. My mom and brother actually went to Evangel. And okay. I, what's funny is I swore I'd never go to Evangel. <laughs> and I ended up playing baseball there, which is right. That's a little different though. Yeah. To play a sport at a college level is pretty cool. But well, I paid a lot of money to play that sport. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway. Not, not a full uh, ride. No. Well, they don't they didn't give full rides. So you had to play two sports to get a full ride. Oh wow. That's right. That's a so, demand. <laughs> um six grand a semester off campus. Yeah, that that adds up. So anyway, then I got into, you know, um my brothers. Um, we're really into some terrible hair bands. And so it, it turned me off. And I know people will hate me. They'll be like, Oh, you suck because you don't like Kiss or ACDC or, you know, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Um, and, and those aren't even hair bands, but Scorpions, like when, when your brothers are listening to, well, at least one of them, it, it kind of turns you off it. So I actually got into rap. <laughs> Um, I, I used to listen to like the DOC, Ice Cube, you know, like uh, all that for a little bit until, well, grunge hit and then Pantera. Dude, when I bought Cowboys from Hell, um, that that assured me that rock was still alive. For sure. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then I got back into rock at that point. Listen to Fishbone, listen to Helmet, you know, uh, Primus, Clutch, all I mean, you know, all the all those bands. Soundgarden, Allison Chains. I mean, yeah, that that good music started coming back, and um, so you know, I've always been kind of a a metalhead in that fashion, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But really, I've got a lot of roots in rap, dude. I, I really, I dig beats. I dig no, that's, beats. I mean, that's cool. That's something I was going to ask you and, about. Actually, and MF Doom, I was like my favorite. But nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, my buddy Misha that I was talking about that makes the music for for the walk show. He's a big MF Doom fan, so he'll yeah. be 
Mad Lib, RJD2, all the yeah, oh, yeah. man. Yep. Did you ever get in any of the quantum label stuff? The guys out of Chicago, like hieroglyphics and lifesavers, gift of gab, any of that familiar at oh, all? Oh yeah, man. The, 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 it's it's just dude, that's just good. That's yeah. Just good. You know what I mean? It is. It well, and it's it's crazy because like so I I I when I was a kid, I listened to <laughs> to country for the first ten years of my life or something because that's what my dad listened to, so that's what I was exposed to. Right. And then uh, my my childhood best friend, who's still my best friend to this day. Uh, he got into Bone Thugs and Harmony, so he introduced me oh, to that. They're from Cleveland, right? Oh yeah, you're from Ohio yourself, yeah, yeah. So I switched from Garth Brooks to Bone Thugs, which is kind of a, a hard left turn, um, and really never looked back. Never, never really got back into country. Dude, and I, I have to, I have to tell you something. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, dude, first off, I, I had one girlfriend that bought me a Shenandoah CD for my oh. birthday. For my birthday, it was probably the worst birthday gift I got. But <laughs> I listened to that whole thing through, and thank God that I'm not country. Period. Right. Like not one little flake of my dandruff could touch country for sure. <laughs> I did an interview on on uh, the Fighter's Voice with Don McGuire, um, and he does a music podcast every uh, well once a month, and I was on a a podcast with Sloan Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Wow. So the first hour, it was Sloan Bone talking about how he got shot nine times, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, the gangster life. And then they go to me and I'm like, well, I really love my mom and uh, music's great. I started on saxophone, uh, you know, like it was so funny how like the contrast <laughs> of interviews within the two hour period. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's great. Um, so yeah, that's what that's that that's that's interesting that that you're. So do you still find yourself listening to rap music and hip hop to this day? Every day, dude. Today I, I, I listen to because, um, like I said, I'm a trade show company. So today we drove two hours to Pittsburgh, Kansas, and set up their show, and drove two hours back, and that four hours was on Mad Lib Radio. Pandora. Oh, okay. Uh, all, all all day. Yeah, no, I I listen to that actually more than, you know, I'm probably you know all my hardcore buddies going to be like, what? You listen to rap more than anything? But uh, I do. <laughs> Not rap. I would say more hip hop instrumental. That's like my daily. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a divide, or maybe divide is not the right word, but there's definitely a, a variety of hip hop that, um that I think a lot of people kind of overlook, you know, the pop stuff is what gets all of the, you know, popularity of course, and is what everyone's familiar with. And, and I'll be honest, like I actually listen <laughs> frankly to a lot of the, the more pop rap stuff now, because for me, music is very much, um, it's very much like tied to like a mood for me. Right. So like, if I want to be kind of like, like pumped up or like party-ish, I like listening to to pop rap stuff. In fact, if I need to get pumped up to mow the yard, I might throw some some pop rap on <laughs> to to my headphones, right? Because I can mow the yard and listen to Migos, and I don't have to think about what Migos is saying because they're not saying anything. And, and the fact that it's repetitive doesn't grind as much because I'm mowing the yard, right? Exactly. Oh, right. <laughs> so, um, and so I think there's a place for that. But then there's this whole other, you know, side to to hip hop, which is like 
stuff like the roots or Jurassic oh, five, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. That's a totally different take on that genre um handsome boy modeling school oh my god <laughs> no one knows what that is well I no know. it's so cool it is that's, yeah no that's some of my favorite stuff man right there and like the skits that they have on that are hilarious like right they're, like jay-z come on and make fun of himself and i don't <laughs> just crazy stuff but yeah anyone that hasn't checked out handsome boy modeling school you absolutely should yes affirmative it's, it's great <laughs> um so I, I I do have a question about a, a, an artist that I've only recently kind of discovered. Well, I, let me actually, I'll back that up. So, you know, I feel like rap and, and electronic music um, have, have really taken over in the mainstream. And I feel like at least on the pop side, you know, stuff that I hear in country, which again, I only, if I ever come across country, it's pop country. And same thing with generally with, with a lot of rock music. Um, so I say that just to say that I get that there's a lot of artists out there that are doing stuff that I probably just don't know about. So I don't mean to paint them all with a broad brush, right? but I do feel like, again, at least in the pop space for them, the sound has been generic in, in, in country for a, a really long time. And I feel like in rock, at least on the pop side, it kind of has too, whereas hip hop and electronic music continue to evolve and change and, and whatever, what do you what do you think about that? Do you find that to be true as well, or do you do you feel like it's it is more diverse still on in the other genres? No, no, no. I I, I agree a hundred percent. I actually think that that rock is in a, in a this is just me is in a standstill, dude. It's yeah, uh, I agree. it's so predictable. Um, country. I'm sorry. Like I said before, dude. I don't even listen to country. But let me tell you, I did a show in Coffeeville, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like I say, like we travel around a lot. Um, I was there for four hours and they had country blasting the entire time. <laughs> okay. I listened to more country in those four hours than I have in the last 22 years of my life. And it's so predictable. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's the, it's, it's the Nashville um, formula. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have a formula. I get it, dude. Yeah, and it sells, dude. It really does. That's whatever. But that's I'm not sure. gonna buy it. But that's, no. it's okay. It sells. It does. And I get it. I understand it. But it's getting so predictable. It's it's like every song seriously sounds so much the same. You, you know, and really, it does. Um, I think that rock and country are at like this standstill and i i do i i agree with you where instrumental even you know the edm you look at dubstep you look at that stuff oh it's so taking over from what rap used to be Dude, mm-hmm. the guy i work with is a bass head he used to listen to rap just like i did but mm-hmm. he he's the one who turned me on to dubstep and it's the same thing without so many damn lyrics i mean it's it's bass it makes your, you know, your car rattle. It, yeah. it has some crazy sounds and beats, and there's nobody talking about how bad their life is. It's just beats, and I—that's what I'm getting into these days. And um, yeah, it, it's time. It's time for a rock revolution. That—that's all there is to it. Yeah, no, I—I—I'm I, so pleased that this is your stance because I was—I—I I feel identical, and I was like. 
oh man, I wonder if he'll like that other stuff because you're, you know, the the album that I heard again is is more of a rock vibe or whatever. And I was like, I wonder if he if he likes that kind of stuff. So that's well, super cool. Well, let let me just say I'm not going to say anything with saying anything, but um, like I told you before, I, I, there is a wide variety um of things that I do musically, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be spread out. I don't I don't want to give too much away. But sure. There is there's gonna be an album that comes out in the genres that I spoke of just previously under a different name, under whatever, but it's gonna be released very soon. Cool. So maybe I'll come on or yeah. um what when we- that develops further. So we won't talk about it anymore. But um but yes, no, I, I agree with you. I I, I it, it's it's so predictable that's the best word i can come up with like most country most rock um i don't even really i couldn't even tell you the like a popular rapper right now i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you've got like drake you've probably got like, <laughs> drake right miami bread right uh canadian actually oh so. okay yeah <laughs> toronto bread that's yeah that's, exactly yeah, there you go. Right. Um, but yeah, so it, it well, it's, it's your your take on on electronic music is exactly mine as well. Where I think what attracted me a lot to hip hop and rap when I was young was that was the variety of sounds that you hear in the beats and melodies of it. Right. Fortunately, and some rap is great, like we've talked about, but some of the rappers are terrible. And because because of the style of music that rap is, the vocalist, if you will, the lyricist is is kind of front and center. And right. so if they suck, that can ruin the experience, even if they're, you know, their beats are good or whatever, yeah. uh, because the, 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 the main focal point, which is the, the vocalist is terrible and electronic music, exactly like you said, is, is a way to get that same experience with oftentimes no vocals or maybe just some like ethereal vocals kind of in the background. Like you give me right. like song like uh like some drum and bass with some ethereal female vocals i'm sold all day long like (laughs) any day i agree Where I started to go with this earlier was someone that I heard recently, though, um, that actually, I guess, has been classified as country in the past. And their most recent album is more of a, a rock album, but is Sturgill Simpson. Have you oh, heard- yeah, dude. I've heard good things, dude, for sure. They're, they're, yeah. That guy, that guy is, is affirmative. Um, well, I think what sets him off is his lyrics. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean. So when I listen to music. The way I the way I approach music is like I listen I can listen to something like to be honest the the, the tracks that you sent me today I listened to it and I couldn't tell you what the lyrics are right uh, no right I just 
I, I just hear it and it's just like, I just either enjoy listening to it or I don't. Right. If I enjoy listening to it, then maybe I eventually get to a point where I, I start hearing lyrics or, or maybe even looking them up to make sure I'm, you know, see, hearing correctly or whatever. Yes. Um, but it's, but it's not, but it's interesting to me because I think that there oftentimes is actually too much of an emphasis in music on lyrics. And, it, and to me, it's always been kind of like, not that there's no place and not that I haven't been moved by some really powerful lyrics, but at the same time, like this isn't poetry. You know what I mean? Like if we, if it was just about the lyrics then let's just go do poetry. And, and I mean, the reason it's a song is because there's so much more around it, right? It's not right. just the, words, it's everything else built around that. And the words are a part of that. Right. Um, but I really appreciate it when music, my favorite band of all time is tool. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think that what tool does really well is they, they understand how to not make the vocalist front and center right. at all times. Right. They just let the music play sometimes. Right. Um, I, I, honestly, I, th I think tool is our generation's the doors. dude. Um, yeah. And it, it, I, and I know that like, if you look at musically, it's it's the music gets you captures you and i think the lyrics of both of those bands even it draws you even more to that it's like an onion where it's like you can look at it and then you can peel a layer and then maybe you're good but if you want you can peel another layer and if you want you and you can just keep going and if you're really good you'll start to cry and you'll be like i'm gonna peel the other layer anyway you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I've been fortunate enough to see tool, I think four times live and I've got tickets in June. So I'm Ooh. going to, I can't wait. So you're taking me, right? You said you had tickets, plural, right? I, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> check the mail. They'll be there. Um, no, but I mean, honestly, man, tool for me is like a, I mean, to say it's a religion is probably a little too strong because it, I don't think that they're, you know, have anything to do with the divine or something necessarily, but, um, well, Jedi is a religion, right? I mean, I get you. That's fair. That's fair, but it's, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen Tool perform and not, not teared up, like not right. soft. No, that's what music's for, man. Yeah. It yeah. really is. I mean, if somebody can grab you like that, that's when you know it's good. Right. For sure. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it, it, music to me is, is all about your inner emotions. I mean, yeah. If a good lyricist, a good musician, a good performer can capture you like that, they've got it, man. They've got it. You know what I mean? Yep. And, nope, totally agree. and, and there's, there's, there's so many fewer artists that have it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so another thing I was going to ask you about, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I, you know, of course we'll let you <laughs> speak for yourself. Um, I've I've read some articles here in the last couple of years about, you know, the the business model in music is is obviously largely changed to streaming now. Right. And the way that artists are paid through streaming is total plays. So what that's incentivizing is probably some people that you are not familiar with based on on what you've said, but um there's this whole genre of rap, this whole genre now called SoundCloud rappers. Yeah. Uh, people like Lil Pump uh, is probably the most famous one or one of the most famous ones. But these guys make songs that are two minutes long because if it's two minutes long and someone puts it on loop, well, now it can play more times through and that's how they, <laughs> you know, they it, right? Those sneaky bastards. Yeah, well, so it's, so it's, <laughs> driving, 
it's driving the way that the music is even being constructed to begin with is driven by the business model that you know that supports it ultimately well can i say can i punch in just for a second please if a business model um projects how music should be written then it ain't fucking music (laughs) if you you know what i'm saying pump you would think that if you heard Lil pump too so (laughs) i'm just saying that like if that's what's driving people to to create these whatever dude music is of your soul it's it's it there there is no time limit that if you right. if you feel something should go nine minutes it should go nine minutes if you feel sure. something should go 747 you you have it go 747 you don't you don't inspire oh i'm gonna put out a two minute song well oh, hey, they're selling you know that's <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea i, I don't know i couldn't agree i couldn't agree more so that's what yeah so that's kind of what i figured your take on it would be but i was curious if you would seen that or experienced that i mean i I didn't assume that you wrote that way personally but no 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 no. um, i get it no for sure um no i oh man um that's it's i've this is the first i ever heard of the soundcloud rappers i've I've got to check it out now (laughs) it's uh it's pretty it's pretty remarkable what counts for for a song with some of these guys and I mean, to their credit, they're kids, right? I mean, most of them are right. under 18 years old and they're just trying to to get out there. And um, yeah, there's a lot of new ways. So I guess that's an interesting question for you maybe is is how how has that dynamic changed over the years where it used to all be all about trying to, to get signed and get a label and, and all that stuff. But is that even really the case anymore in, in the modern music space? Like, is that are you are you would you hope to get signed by a record label or is that not even something that's on the table for you? No, what's on the table for me is to make um, as much money as I make busting my ass doing what I'm doing right now and playing music. So if I right. if I can make thirty five grand a year, I'm down. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm you, saying? Which which is not a whole lot of money, but the 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 fact that um, money doesn't drive me to it. It's um, this is what. I, 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 this is what I do. Right. You, you know, um, this is what I'm best at. Um, I can be a laborer anywhere. Um, but, but to bring heart and soul and, and the aspects and, and, and my ambitions that I have, which I've had for, for, for a long time, um, I'm, I'm going to make them a reality. It's, you know, um, that's every bit of me. And whether, like you were saying, to be signed or whatever. I'm putting my label out. I mean, I'm putting my first 500 vinyls out on DJP's label, Good Strong Entertainment. You know, yeah. I'm locally grown, locally whatever. And if we can blow this up from the inside out, that's the way I want to do it. I don't care about any big record labels. I don't care about nothing streaming. Of course, man, you know, stuff changes and that's fine. And they'll be able to stream my stuff too. You know, I mean, that that's not a big deal, but but the the way that I think that at least were you know pe- people can say, man, I found my way, man, I found my way, you know, and yeah. and it's it's creating with likable souls. Um, I think when when you create with likable souls, you're only going to create like a, a likable product, you know. Um, but yeah, that's of course I inspired it. I, it's the only reason I work at this freaking job, man. To be honest with you, 
Um, uh, but anyway. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Um, I was, like I said, I was just curious because I, I know that there are so many other ways now to get music out there that it's, it's sure. not behind these record labels in the same way that it used to be, at least again, from my outside person's understanding. Right. Uh, so yeah, no, that's, and it, it's cool that you're working with DJP. Uh, I don't know him at all. I, I don't know that I've ever even met him, but when I was in high school, he had dropped a, a mixtape that we all just absolutely loved. Um, I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure you would know it. But it, he remixed a lot of a lot of hip hop tracks from back in the day, or right. more, I guess. But anyway, we we all loved it, and then he we actually were able to get him to be the DJ at our like I think our senior prom or something like that. Right. I mean, dude, for us it was like we had Dr. Dre coming to you know what I mean coming right. to perform. Oh yeah, it was, like, it was insane. So dude, he brought um, he brought mashup in before mashup was a thing. Right. I mean, dude, that dude won the master of the mix season two maybe i don't even know he was the only dude spinning real records i mean come on man i mean that dude yeah. that dude's got it he, he 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 is a master at his craft that's that's a that's that's for sure yeah yeah no yeah that's that's always been my opinion of him i always had held him in high esteem um honestly really just from from when i was familiar with him way back in the day and then I think I've been out a few times here locally in Springfield where he's been performing at a venue or something that I've been to and always right. a good, always a good set. So, Oh yeah. Uh, it's cool that you're collaborating with him. Um, well, so you'd mentioned that you, um, that you play a lot of instruments, but I mean, do you, do you play everything? Do you play string instruments, horns, um, drums? I, or? I, I, I play saxophone, um, clarinet, um, Guitar, obviously, bass, drums, um, oh, harmonicas. Everybody can play harmonica, though. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I, I I have a quite an array, a collection of of musical instruments that um, I, I don't I don't do brass. Um, I, I have a couple trumpets and a trombone, but those are mostly for. Um, messing around with and making crazy noises with really um God. but but no i'm no master at brass i would say and um what's awesome is my daughter played cello for the last two years and now she just i bought her a viola and so i get to mess around with strings a little bit but i would not say that i could play them so to speak okay <laughs> in a um professional aspect yet so um but i'm learning which sure you know takes time but so do you have and again i ask this as a as someone who's not a musician themselves but do you have is there an instrument that you that you feel like is your your favorite or you feel like you can express yourself the the cleanest through or anything like that or, or is it just kind of whatever fits your mood on a, any given day i think that's it whatever really honestly um i love the saxophone saxophone's a beautiful instrument i mean i played with Corey um in the uh mystery hour jazz band um the very first time we ever did it i i had to work the last time they did it so i missed it but that is just some fun stuff you know it, it brings back the core of your how i started you know it was like you know we had i think we had like one rehearsal before we went on the mystery hour and it was great we played it we played it awesome um because they're all professional musicians you know what i'm saying 
So mm-hmm. um, even though I don't pick up the saxophone as much as I should, I can pick it up and play whatever you have written in front of me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that. But the funnest instrument, really, like, oh, dude, I love playing bass. When you can hold, yeah. when you can hold the crowd's head, because that, that that that's a lot of it, especially in like hip hop R and B. Um, even even dubstep or EDM, it, it, it's it's bass and drums. It's that what mm-hmm. makes your head bob. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I like playing the bass probably the best. That's like to me, that's my favorite. But like I said, I'm no Victor Wooten. I'm no Reed Heron. I'm no uh, you know. I'm just a, 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 not. I don't know what's the saying that. Master of none, the right, right, uh, right. But yeah, jack all trades. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I mean that's. I mean that's the theme of this entire podcast. I don't know anything. I just bring on other people who do and have them talk about it. So <laughs> I, I get it. I know very little about a lot. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like the the inspiration that you have for this is is that it's obviously your passion. It's kind of you know what you're getting up in the morning for, and right. then it sounds like these collaborative experiences are really kind of driving you forward at this point and finding new ways to to integrate new people to work with Correct. that sort of stuff. Yes, for sure. Like um, uh, ever ever since I worked with Jim Wirt, um, you know, and then Brandon Freak disbanded. Um, I told Jim, I said, dude, if, if you don't think I've, I've got what it takes, um, then I'd rather you tell me now and I'll totally, cause I respect his opinion, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and, and, and I'll totally find something else to, um, be passionate about. And he said, no, nah, Nate, man, don't ever give up. You know, you, you've got it. So that inspired me to keep going and, and, um, about working with other people. That's to me, that's, um, where I found the most fun and that that's what life's to me should be about is mm-hmm. we're on this rock one time and this you know leather skin once and we should do what we're passionate what we you know what what, what makes you feel human you know um and so that, that that's that's why i'm doing doing what i'm doing and I, we were so close um and i know you know there's tons of bands will tell you stories that we were so close but we we really were um and and then uh, i'd go into why we disbanded and what happened but that's just an irrelevant story but the fact sure. that we were so close and then all of a sudden there's nothing um i told my wife i said i've got to do something or i'm gonna go nuts i'm gonna go crazy 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she allowed me to have one night a week on Wednesdays. And um, so for the last four years, I've been doing this, man. And let me tell you, it's pretty hard to get a hold of people, especially 33 plus, to try to get them into your studio at a certain time. And some people, you know, have, oh, you know, my kid threw up tonight. I can't come, you know, mm-hmm. just situations and circumstances to where it takes a lot longer than you anticipated. But the, to me, the final product is 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 worth it, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, it, obviously, it's very different on the one hand, because um, I'm not really writing things and, and, and creating in that same way. But that's really what the podcast has been for me is a, it's a, a way for me to honestly, just like, just like we're doing right now to collaborate with other people to create this show. I mean, I have episodes where I'm by myself and, and talk about you right. know, ideas on my own. Um, but to be perfectly honest, that's mostly because, I don't have a big enough guest list to always have a guest every week, but if I could have a guest every week, I would probably, you know, do that more Uh, just because I think it's more interesting to get someone else and get their feedback. And and I enjoy being able to explore things with people uh, more so than advocate positions. Whereas when I'm by myself, I feel like that's kind of what I'm doing. Right. I don't really have a position to advocate other than like, you know, don't be an asshole. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As long as you're not Hey, that's a good, you know, rule to live by right there, man. Right, right. Um, co- complete throwback to the beginning of the conversation, but I, I did actually want to say that anyone who has beef with you hating on hair bands, uh, <laughs> because I don't like that shit either. So, uh, oh, man, it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's seriously, it's almost to me, it's like there's country and then there's hair bands, and then it, that, that, yeah, that's when I work my way up the music pyramid. I start with country, then hair bands, and then the rest from there. <laughs> Honestly, I, I might even be, I might differ from you there because I might have to say that because there are some country songs that I can be like, okay, like older ones. Okay, I agree with you. Yes. And on in a hair band, there's, I don't know of one where I'm like, yeah, I would like to listen to this again. No, like, no I agree shut with it, you. Shut it off now, yep. please. Uh, like, <laughs> 100% behind you on that. <laughs> um. So how often, you know, I know you said you, you got a show coming up in April. Um, how often, how often are you playing live these days? Well, we had a, um, we played at the ME Fest, which a buddy of mine, Mike Irby, got married. And uh, he, instead of having a uh, honeymoon, they had a big festival out at, well, uh, pretty- yeah, Jack Mountain Amphitheater. It's out between uh, Fordland and Seymour. It's it's really a kick-ass place, to be honest. Um, we went out there and we started, uh, got two songs in. And it poured. Like, mm. So they called the rest of the night. And uh, that was the last time. Honestly, um, when Elijah, my, my good friends, they play a lot. Um, they invite me to come up and, and we'll do uh, one of my songs that Mike helped me write on my other album. And then I'll perform a song of theirs called Death and Machines with them. And uh, so I've gotten on stage a few times there. But this is this will be the first time in probably four years that I've played a full complete set which i'm super stoked about because i've literally been a hermit trying to get this product as 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 good as i can get it you know right right so and and, but from here on out oh i'll be coming to your town yeah nice (laughs) nice you're from springfield so i'll I'll at least i'll at least be here on the 17th (laughs) to the listeners to the listeners he'll be in your town correct um and you've got to come to that show by the way 
Yeah, are you on the four seventeen? Yeah, Friday night. So I I think I can probably swing it. I've been thinking about it since you 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 told me about it because I on in my my day job have to be on call over that weekend. Um, so I think I can probably come out, but I probably can't party like I would like to. No, I agree. I up early. I can't party <laughs> like I used to either. <laughs> I can still get into it sometimes. I just need, I definitely need a day of recovery. Right. Oh yeah, man. Not, not if I'm on call. Um, but yeah, man, no, I'm, I'm, I, I think it sounds like a good time. Um, and I, I really enjoy, you know, local music acts. I had another guy on the show, Tavish Lawson, who's a, another performer here locally. Um, he actually teaches at Springfield music and, nice. uh, and then I think he performs more solo, um, more kind of a singer songwriter style, right. but, uh, but yeah, super talented guy and really interesting. He was talking, he was on the show talking about like how he's, he, he and, and some of his students talk about seeing like like they hear a sound and then they associate that sound with a color and like talking about like, like talking to his students about like, yeah, like, do you hear that? What do you, what do you see when you, when you play that? And they're like, Oh, I, I see blue. And he's like, yes, yes, that's what I see. And that just kind of blew my mind. Like I'd never even, I'd never even considered relating an audio sound like that to, to something like a color. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not no, a perfect image. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I kind of, I, you know, yeah, I can see where he's coming from. You know, if you're, if you're in the right atmosphere and you're listening and uh, mm-hmm. want to know what color you think of, I could see how, how uh, you could relate. I, I think a lot of things too, like and the, people may think I'm crazy, but if you write a song in the fall or compared to a song that you write in the spring, how different mm-hmm. they feel. Really? Like, um, yeah. I've noticed, I've noticed um, little quirks like that as well we've we've talked obviously about your your new album coming out so and you'd mentioned the hippie death squad and, and that's that's who you're performing with on april 17th yeah, correct correct yep and so is that also the 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 band or, or group name i mean i know it's not a band in the traditional sense but is that the group name that will that the new album is coming out under as well no it's 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 Nate white music presents okay princess superhero but okay hippie death squad's kind of my my band <laughs> So if you want to come hear my stuff, you got to come see the best one. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and how many tracks are going to be on the new album that you've got? Um, well, the vinyl will have 12. Um, the digital release has 14. Wow. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I just, I, I cut a uh, cut a couple off, you know, because it's time and, and being on a vinyl, you only have so much per, per side or whatever. So um yeah, there's 12 tracks on on Princess Superhero Vinyl that's going to be out um, hopefully in June. Um, and the other tracks that the track I cut off um, is actually I, I remade a. There's a story about Avarice, you know, the first band I was in. We we we, we were a bunch of dudes that went to high school together, um, just played fun music, and then we started to get serious. We started getting better at our songwriting, and that you know what I mean, you know, just mm-hmm. evolution. So we, we fired our longtime drummer and hired a new one who was more business oriented and be, you know, like better musician, put it that way. Um, and we, we started writing new material and 
we wrote we, we were working on our first full-length album and i know we were together for eight years and we had multiple like short demos and stuff like that you know but this was the the, the first one we were going to put out and then um our guitar player uh decided to get his degree and get married and so we kind of called it quits and we had like 11 songs that were never recorded and so I, with the, the last average drummer and, and, and our bass player, Brian Craig, um, we redid one of the average songs called Aftershave, which is, um, kind of an homage to, uh, American Psycho. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh huh. Yeah. With Christian Bale. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's a lot to do with the anal serial killer kind of. So, mm-hmm. but, okay. <laughs> no, literally we watched that movie. And then I wrote it the next day. <laughs> uh, I had like crazy dreams and then just wrote it. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that, that was the one song I left off. And then there's, you know, a little something crazy but that, that's here and all there. But yeah, there's 12 tracks on the, uh, the new vinyl coming out. Yeah. Cool. Well, so something you just touched on there, you know, with the creative process, um, I found that sometimes some of the best ideas, well, <laughs> I still have a day job, so I don't know how good any of the ideas really are, but <laughs> at least the ones I think that are good seem to just come to me kind of in a flash like that, as opposed to coming out of like some protracted process. It, how do you, where do you find that, that your your writing comes from? Do you find that it's more of those kind of flash moment inspirations or, or do you have a process that you're using that kind of um, no. extracts stuff out of? Uh, it, it it depends. I think if, mm-hmm. if there's something big going on in my life, like uh, um, I, I will write about that. Or if, uh, like for instance, you know that 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 that's a perfect example of you know we watched a movie and I was like, man, let's write a song about a serial killer, <laughs> you know. And right. then and then I have another one. Um, it's called Crow Creek Massacre. It's the first track on um, Princess Superhero, and it's it's about I read an article. I don't remember, like National Geographic or whatever. They they found this big um, uh, burial site up by where the Missouri meets Mississippi, and they thought it was funny because everybody that was buried had different um, DNA and all the stuff. They did you know research that that any of the tribes that lived around there. So they came up with this hypothesis that um and i kind of wrote about that you know like just things that like interest me like like that um even even with brand of freak i mean there's there's religious aspects there's a lot of things that like you're dealing with at that particular time but honestly a lot of princess superhero minus crow creek and you know i think the one i sent you 40 watts um kind of mm-hmm. a, about um psychedelics um there's um which well is a psychedelic experience i had <laughs> but you, you, you know um the rest of that album is literally what i've lived the last four years making this and and, and um where my life and what um has has been going through my brain for the last four years you know i yeah I've written a lot of this music years and years ago, you know, on the guitar or mostly I wrote it on the guitar first. And, um, 
but, but there's a couple songs I wrote on the bass first, you know, and then wrote the guitar after the, I wrote the bass. But point being is that um, I wrote this music a long time, but a lot of the lyrics I wrote within the last literally two years. I mean, mm. so um, I'm going through a lot personally. I won't get into that, but um, it definitely comes out in, in this album for sure. But yeah, yeah. to answer your question, I think it's like seriously circumstance. I think th there's certain things that inspire you. There, um, it, there, there's times that I will be like, have a thought in my head and literally grab my voice recorder and just get it out so I have record of it and can um, take it from there. But I think that certain things hit you different um, mentally. And you feel the, the, the urge or the gumption to write a new track or to write some lyrics, sort of, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I guess I don't even know if I answered your question, but I. No, you totally did. Hope, no, I mean, hope honestly, I was close. <laughs> yeah, no, you totally did, man. And 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 that's that's kind of kind of what I mean. That makes sense. Um, that it's not just one prescribed way, where it's not just always a flash of inspiration. It has been, but it's not. It's also not a it's also not always this, this process. And, and that's something that I've really, uh, really been paying attention to for, I don't know, probably the last year or so is just the, the, this idea that there's balance in everything to the extent that sometimes there isn't balance, right? Like, cause for, for, for there to be balance in all things means that some things don't have any, but the point of that just being that it, it makes sense that it's a, a mixture, right? Sometimes it is a flash moment. Sometimes it is something that's a longer process. Um, but yeah, it all, it comes from all places. I think you're you know definitely on the right track with with being connected um personally to to your art um seth rogan the comedian director film star jewish guy that is very popular news radio uh, is my favorite show ever by the way not joe rogan um oh. <laughs> i thought you said joe rogan god I no no no, no, you're good. No, that's good. No, Seth Rogen is who I was talking about. The guy that did like, like knocked up and mm. uh, um, pineapple express and all right, those right, right. Seth Rogen. Yes, yes. Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Rogan is a favorite of mine too. And news radio is a good show. So you're, you're not off base on that. Uh, I probably mumbled, but anyway, um, but Seth Rogen was talking about, you know, cause he wrote, he wrote knocked up. And then there, what's the other one that they did? Um, super bad. Super bad. Yes. 
And both of those came out pretty close together and were extremely popular. And I, I saw an interview with him one time where he was talking about how when they were making those movies, they were they were pretty skeptical that it would work because they wrote them when they were high school kids and they're not even American. They're Canadian. Right. So it's like these stories about these Canadian high school kids and, and that weren't popular and weren't successful or something. So it's like, who would care? And what he actually found was that the more vulnerable he got in his art, the more people connected and responded to it. Oh yeah. And so it's, it, it, it's the opposite of what might seem like, Oh, well, people want to see this crafted thing. And it's like, not really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not really because it's not what's real. So, uh, yeah, that, so I think that's cool. That you're that, able to put yourself into it that way. That, that's one of the things that like, that's like, a, I don't know, a, a daily life thing that I, that I try to try to do. If you, if, if it's not from your heart, if, if it's not truly from your soul, and, and what you believe, it will never be good. It, right. Like the, the more true and the more um, emotions and feelings that you capture in your, your music, that's what makes it good. Not like you were saying earlier, you know, everybody's coming up with like two minute, like rap songs. You know, that it shouldn't have a limit. There is in art period. There is no limit. There is what you're inspired through your soul. You, you know what I mean? Um, whether it's sculpturing or, or doing watercolor or, or creating music, it's, it's all this, even working on cars, you know, <laughs> some people would consider working on cars and art. And some, yeah. some people are better artists than others as far right. as, as, as cars go. But <laughs> getting back to the whole, the, the art thing yeah I, I live by that if, it, if it's not truly what you believe and truly how you feel inside you're going to come across to people different you're going to come across fake you know i can right. you know you, you you can probably see it just as well as i do when you go to the store or you open the door for somebody and they don't even say thank you you know they just walk right. by like they expect that shit you know we're just right. we're just a squirrel in their world trying to get a nut you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it, in, but then you re meet these real people that, and I'm going to wrap this up, segue back into that's why I'm doing this with so many different people is you get that realism from those true people. You get what they truly feel and in their heart and, and you, you, you capture things you could never capture before from fake people, you know, and I've dealt with people who pretend that, like I said, they, they think they're rock stars before they fucking are goddamn roadie for crying out loud um <laughs> but but the point being is is that is your your true self worth comes out in art you know yeah i mean i think to uh, maybe one way to position it is you know that what you're talking about is is art and and then some people are making products and it it's sold in the same space as the art but it's not yeah you know and sometimes those products like, you know, a, a boy band or a Britney Spears or whoever sells well. So it's not that there's not money to be made, there, but it's yep. still not art just because it sold. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it is still art, but it's just, um, I don't know, kind of like store-bought muscle, you know, when you go do steroids. It's not something you work really, really, really hard for, you know, right. and, 
and, and you put out everything. You're, you're pumping something in that's kind of artificial, you know, and then you look good. You got a six pack, you got a, some pecs. Great, super good for you. But I'd rather be that Viking looking guy with the fat gut that can fucking bench press 500 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Or, or arm curl 55 pounds, 25 times. Like, like I'd rather be that guy than be the guy who looks really pretty. And, you know, I don't know. And, and art's the same way. You can see it in the artistic quality, really. You can tell if something's fake. You can tell if something's truly from that person's soul, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I absolutely agree. I mean, that's, that's what always has drawn me to, um, to tool, honestly, Correct. is that I, yeah. I feel like the, what they make is, is what they want. And, and obviously they want to sell it. I mean, obviously they, they, you know, it's not like they're not, it's not like they're making it for themselves only. Um, but at the same time, there is an element of that to it where they are actually just trying to make what they think is great. And if other people agree with that, awesome. And if they don't, well, at least they got to make what they wanted to, you know? Um, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of tool uh, skeptics out there that don't like them. And I, well, they're not my friends. Dude, when I, I mean, I'm not this way anymore because it, it was too much, but there was a period of time where if I, I, I was in my early twenties and I would ask people what their favorite band was. And if they, if they said Nickelback, I, I was done, right? I was out. And, it, and if they said anything else, fine. But then I would be like, well, do you listen to Tool? And if they hadn't heard of it, then they could get a pass until they listened to it, which I would shove it in their face. Right. And if they were like, nah, I don't really like Tool you may as well have said that you like Nickelback then because I'm back out. Right, like, yeah. You just straight up like, I don't want to talk to you, which is ridiculous because people are entitled to like what they want to like. And uh, it, it's insane to, to judge people on something like that. So I've stepped back from being that insufferable. Uh, but there was a period where I was snobby to that degree with it, where it was like, I mean, I remember one time a buddy of mine, I don't know if he even listens to my show. I hope he does because he'll, he'll get kicked <laughs> out. But he, he, uh, he asked me, what ringtone I had. And I was like, I don't, I don't have ringtones, dude. Like right. whatever's on the phone, I kind of give a shit. Mine's and on mute and I get vibrate. So thank you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who are these people? Right. And he was like, Oh, I totally have Nickelback. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, it's the most downloaded ringtone of 2008 or whatever year it was. And it's like, I, so what's interesting is that I actually, because of how absurd that was, I actually thought that he was kidding. And so I went home to my other buddies and I was like, dude, this guy I just met at work. Like he is, has the driest sense of humor ever. Like he says the craziest shit with the perfectly straight face. Like it's wild only to find out like a few weeks later that he actually just really meant all of that. Um, but I had already decided to like him. You know what I mean? Cause I thought he was this right. hilarious comic and he's, he's actually not, you wrote, but I'd already let my guard down. You, so. you wrote a skit just about that, right? I mean, like yeah. you, you have to in your stand-up. You've got you've got to come up with a bit from that guy right there. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely worth some bits. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, now nah, he's a he's a good buddy of mine. Um, well, Nate, it's been a, an absolute pleasure talking to you, and it's super cool to understand that your influences are from from all over the place. This new music that you're working on is also from all over the place because you're collaborating with such a variety of artists, um, which I think is fascinating. Um, uh, one question, I, I guess, here, I was trying to wrap it up, and then I've got another question for you. <laughs> do, 
do you sing? Do you do the vocals on on the music? Is that you I that I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I that's what I did in Avarice and Brandon Freak. I was vocalist, uh, lyricist, um, front man. Um, so yeah. that, that's that's kind of what I do. Um, I think a lot of people, not that a lot of people even know who the fuck I am, but um, but a lot of people that know who I am um, would not associate me playing saxophone or playing guitar or playing bass or I'm the common denominator in this album. I right. I wrote everything. I structured everything. I arranged everything. I produced everything. I that that to me um, is a, something that, that that I that I aspire to do to um, not only sing but play guitar, play bass, know how you, you know what I mean. Um, that, that's so fun to me. Um, the studio, studio A number one. I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. I love performing live, but man, I feel like it. I'm at home in the studio. You know, um, right? Just writing, producing. I mean, you know, whether you want this note up a little bit louder than the other ones, or oh, this guy accidentally hit this, but I really, really, really like it, and so we're going to put it in there more. Or, you know, like, um, thing, things of that nature. Um, but, um, I don't even know, like I said, uh, if I answered your question or not. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're good, man. <laughs> um, a, we don't have a bullet list or anything, so you're fine. <laughs> right. I tried, I, you know, I try, I try not to think about w- what I'm talking about, just talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, no this is, I mean, this is exactly what I want. Uh, and, and this is exactly what the audience wants because it's, it's the reason that I do these long form conversations is because, you know, you watch a, a, a late night show or something like that and you get these five to 10 minute interviews and there's, it, it's not even because the people are, are, are doing anything wrong. There's just not enough time to get past, you know, the, 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 the thing that, that you want everyone to see. Right. 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 Um, and so in these longer conversations, you get that, like you, you, you know, maybe you had some things that you wanted to cover, but I didn't one, dude, I, minutes, <laughs> sure. I walked in here going, let's just talk <laughs> seriously, right. seriously. Like that's Yeah, no, it's been, no, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, so one final time, um, uh, the, the next show that, that people can catch you at, uh, that I will, I will try and be at as well. April 17th, the outland ballroom. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. And we're playing with, um, grindstone Creek who kind of like they're like pirate country man it's so killer dude, <laughs> seriously it's awesome carrie crow she's lead singer um brian smith um he's also the drummer in hemlock who hemlock's an awesome metal band um him and his brother chad are in that chad's a great guy too anyway they're coming down from st joe we got elijah coming from okc we got dirty molly and boda tickets are seven bucks i mean it's dirt cheap so it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be a night of fun that is that's awesome. Sure. And Hippie Death Squad is the group that you will be with. Correct. For people that were wanting to check you out. Yes. Um, and then the new album, Targeting June, not a, not a firm date set yet, but that's what we're looking at for the new album with, with all these various collaborations. Yes. Yes. And cool. and that's called Princess Superhero. Um, and people are going to love it. Seriously, it's good. Yeah, no. Like I said, man, I, I, you, uh, you sampled a few of the track or sent a few of the tracks over to me, and, and I listened to those uh, several times this afternoon, actually, and uh, really enjoyed it. Um, it I was, it's no I, tool, okay? 
<laughs> so it's uh, you, you said you said something earlier about tool being like doors i think of tool also as kind of like a pink Floyd. yes pink floyd yes you know? for sure yes yeah i agree with that as well like, what else is is like that nothing right and that's no. not it's not a slight to say that it's not like that it's just it, it, they're just their own thing right so it's kind of like yeah. no other comedian is dave Chappelle. well no shit yeah, you know? yeah like, exactly <laughs> but i mean if you went in order it'd be the doors pink floyd and tool right sure yeah <laughs> i don't know that's no i mean that's that's fair uh for me it's definitely just tool at number one and then right. oh i get it man looking down from the mountaintop but it's also an era thing i didn't grow up with pink floyd or the doors or anything like that so i i didn't uh, i i didn't either my my two oldest brothers who um actually had a pretty good taste in music were from that era you know what i mean like uh-huh. zeppelin floyd uh all of that and the guess who you know um the who uh jefferson airplane all of that you know they they listen to good music it was just my brother who i love to death but he's a police officer <laughs> um so that's i think i get why he listened to the bangles and white lion and, and the big hair band but but uh yeah i'm glad that he actually liked them because it inspired me to listen to good music so i mean right. you know i gotta look at the silver lining you know what i mean right 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 <laughs> yeah my parents my parents were like like my dad listened to some country but a lot of like tony bennett and frank Ooh. sinatra and that kind of stuff um and then my mom, she was actually really, actually a lot of Dave Matthews band when I was growing up, uh, but also really into Zeppelin and, and that sort of stuff. So had that around as well. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, man, we'll, we'll let's let's wrap this up. Uh, it's been an absolute blast talking with you, Nate White. We will we will definitely have you back when you're ready to to do uh, release your unspoken of albums that you've got in the works as well. Um, but for now, Princess Superhero is the focus, and that's what we're all excited about. And we'll have any links that we've got available. I'll make sure and put in the show notes so people know where to find it. And something I'd asked you about earlier, and I, I don't mean with your old, your, your previous bands, but are are there any other albums that you have that are out um, that aren't with the old bands that where other people could check out your sound? Um, otherwise, no. Um, well, no. Um, okay. It's it's ah, it's hard to explain. Is what it is. No. Um, I, and, and I get it. I'm not trying to, to get into the drama of that stuff. I'm not interested in that at all. No, yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 just um, this is Nate White Music presents Princess Superhero. <laughs> cool. I mean, no, it's all good. It's all good, brother man. Um, I well, like I said, we we definitely have a couple of tracks uh, that that can be heard uh, on the episode I did with Corey Johnson, um, which is Corey Johnson, mercenary trumpet player. Um, and those, those episode. are, those are from the album. Um, what, well, one of them was from Princess Superhero. It was track number seven. And, but the other one's from an album called Passenger. Um, I'm just not sure when I'm going to release that or if I am. So, okay. It's just one of those okay. deals. I mean, gotcha. It, gotcha. It, it's all done, wrapped up, ready to go. It's just one of those things where I'm just trying to work on one thing at a time, you know? Yep. Smart, smart play. Too many, too many irons in the fire can, can be a problem sometimes. Um, well, that's cool, man. Well, again, Nate White, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, and yeah, people check out his music. It's good stuff.
All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And again, thank you so much, Nate White, for stopping by. I had a real blast uh, having that conversation with you. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, instead of the normal outro that we have, we're actually going to feature one of Nate White's tracks uh, from his new album, Princess Superhero. And actually, I've he, he gave me a few to choose from, and I've actually selected the title track, uh, which is also called Princess Superhero. Uh, I, I enjoy it, and I think it, it does a good job of demonstrating what I was describing towards the beginning of the conversation, where um, there's just kind of a dynamic experience just within the track. So... Not only is there variety on Nate White's album, again, some of that music that you heard earlier in the episode um, that was with the trumpet, that, that's from this same album. So the album itself's got a lot of variety, and I think in this track you also get that variety. Um, so yeah, thank you again so much for listening. I hope everyone has a great week. Stay up. Every call.